Happy holidays and welcome back to the Downtown Discussion Podcast, where we highlight the people who enhance downtown Reading through social, cultural, and economic development. I'm Blake Fisher with Viva Downtown, and today I'm joined with a very special guest from Reading Electric Utility, Mr. Jim Calhoun. Jim, thanks for joining us today. Sure, no problem. Yeah, it's great. Good to be here. I'm really excited because we are so close to this year's 2023 Christmas tree lighting in downtown Reading. And the reason I ask you on here is because you are the man with the plan that makes these tree lightings happen. Jim, so Jim, tell us about what's going on with this Christmas tree this year and how long have you been doing the Christmas tree cuttings? I did the first Christmas tree cutting in 2003. I came, when I got hired by the city, I was hired in May of 2003 and I did the first cutting. Back then we used to partner with Anderson Fire Department our district, I believe it is, and uh, we we cut two trees. We use a Duracrane to load the trees. Hedrick logging, and it used to be a different company from Anderson that would haul for Anderson uh, Fire District. So we started. I started 2003. The city has been cutting the tree since 2019. Uh, wow! So it's 100 and what 104 years they've been. This cutting is our 104th tree. tree lighting. Yeah, could be 105. And now during the war years, I'm not sure what happened during World War II and. And that was after World War One they started. So World War Two, I'm not sure if they cut the tree or not. I'm not. I don't know the details. The Historical Society would have we'll probably have, have to, some information on that. We'll have to hit the Historical Society. I know yeah. that some years, you know, even the Macy's Parade had to take years of hiatus. So oh, if we yeah. had to take years of hiatus, that's okay too. Oh yeah, Jim, what's your history with Reading Electric Utility? How? When did you start, and what got you into this industry? I started trimming trees, doing line clearance work for Aspen Tree in Trinity County back in 1978. For PG&E, contracted with PG&E, working in the mountains. I worked in Oregon, Washington, uh, basically in, in this industry, line clearance industry, my whole life. And then the city put out a posting for a supervising arborist, and I got hired in 2003. Got lucky enough to get hired for the city, and I, we'd contracted with the city for quite a few years, so I had had some good information. And yeah, so I've been with the city since this is 20 years plus. So what are the main roles when you're not focusing on uh, harvesting uh, a tree for the lighting? What are some of the main roles of, of, of that your department does? Well, basically, we handle all the line clearance tree work. I have four crews, eight arborists, two senior utility arborists, and four utility arborists. They're all certified arborists with the International Society of Arboriculture. Some of them have uh, QALs, which are qualified applicator licenses, and we they do all the line clearance work around the high-voltage lines. We have... 12,000 volt and 115,000 volt high voltage lines that we clear. So that's their main job year round. We don't, we never stop. Are you celebrated, you know, if we're on our 104th year of the tree lighting, are you celebrated 100 years just a couple of years ago? Yeah. What makes RU different from, you know, surrounding municipalities and their, and their uh, energy resources? Uh, I would say basically we get our power from, from WAPA, Western Air Power Administration out of Keswick Dam. And that's where our, our power comes from, a lot of hydro. I know there's some green technology in there, and we used to have a coal-fired plant in New Mexico. I think they sold that. They get they buy uh, natural gas from PG&E, mm -hmm. and there's a gas line that runs from 273 down to the power plant on Clear Creek Road, mm -hmm. and that fires, I think there's six units that uh, anytime that we uh, need to we can't get power from WAPA. We can fire. They can fire those up and and run the system off the natural gas. So that's that's something that's done continually too. They're always buying and trading natural gas, and there's a lot to it. The power plant, that's a whole different entity down there. That's that's pretty complicated. So, 
I've, I've never been. You guys used to do tours out at the power plant. Long yeah, time I, I don't think they've done any in, in a while, but it's it's gotten a lot more secure because under some of the FERC and NERC regulations that I, I we have to sign in just to get in. You used to be able to drive through the front gate, use a fob, go walk right into the control room where the dispatchers are. Now you have to go in the front door, sign in, and wait till they let you into the control the dispatch room where they have they have all the circuits up on the wall and they control the uh, they can tell when circuits are out and what what crews they need. They do all the dispatching of the uh, line crews and the tree crews. So that's that's a major part of your role. And then this tree has become you know the tradition tradition that your department always focuses on. What did you do when the city actually asked you to take this on? Like, how did how did that even get on your desk? That they said, Jim, we'd like you to harvest this tree now. Well, but it was kind of funny because there's two things my boss told me. He's not here anymore, but the dire uh, assistant director told me, don't mess up the Christmas tree or Treeline USA, which is a Arbor Day award. City gets the Treeline USA for the Reading Electric Utility. The Parks Department gets the Tree City USA. And you have to you have to upload a bunch of information and you pay a fee and then then you get this award from the Arbor Day Foundation and that used to be a big event they would do it at uh, the parks sometimes they did it at Turtle Bay uh, Cal Fire would show up the mayor they, and but they don't do that anymore it's, it's done at City Hall so when they t my boss told me don't mess up the Christmas tree and don't mess up the the uh, Treeline USA I had help because when I the first Oh, seven or eight years, I worked with uh, Anderson Fire Department, and they, he, he knew that whole area up in Vial and Shingletown area, the Sierra Pacific. He had all the maps, and I would go with him, and that's where I learned what to look for and picking out a Christmas tree. Because mm. you can't get too big of a tree. If it's too big, then you got to whittle on it too much to get it into the hole, or if it's too tall. So we cut them to 70 foot, and that's pretty much as, as about as tall as you can go because of the freeway overpasses on 44. These are massive trees, yeah. and you mentioned Sierra Pacific land is where these, these trees get donated. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you mentioned uh, earlier before this podcast that it was PG&E that used to take on this, this tree. tree. How's the history changed with this tree, and, and, and um, you know, what are some differences from the original years? Uh, the tree used to be in on Market Street, down closer to the Cascade Theater, mm -hmm. and, you know, you always hear the funny stories. People come out of local drinking establishments and run into the tree and <laughs> I don't think it had any barricades around it so and they they picked a lot bigger trees because we didn't have uh, the freeway until early 60s so they would pick some of the trees I've seen in the historical society were 93 feet tall wow they're kind of straggly looking but I don't know how they loaded them because they didn't have the cranes like we have the modern cranes like Duracrane has and people and people have asked me well how do you do it you just follow the tree and then you pick it up and put it on the trailer and I said well you can't fall it where you break all the limbs off of it. So you have to pick, hold it with the crane, cut it off, and then gently lay it into the cradle on the logging truck. So I'm most uh, interested, one year we went up with you. You guys usually get this in Visalia or Shingletown. This year the tree was chosen just past Lake McCumber. Right. Uh, how do you choose these trees? Because I feel like you've chosen each one for the next five years at least. Yeah, we just take their maps and go out, and, and I mark them on a map, and we just drive all their roads mostly in the between Viola and Lake McCumber. That's that's a pretty good area for white fir. The altitude's just right. And they usually grow yeah, probably above 3,000 feet. That's the only tree that they that they let us have as a white fir. The other trees are worth more money, I believe. And the white firs are, it's a Christmas tree too. But it's a, a lot of people call them silver tip. That's just a really good area north of 40, Highway 44. It's perfect for, and you just have to drive around all the roads, open up gates, and it's, 
Yeah, after a while, they all look the same. <laughs> you know, you drive around, you get lost up there. So, How's this tree lighting changed from when you were working at the parking structure to now its new location over on Market and Yuba Street in that intersection? The old, when I first started with the city, they had, I think it was a thousand, I think it was, I believe they had 40 strands, 25 watt bulbs of different colors. Mm -hmm. And we eventually transitioned to LED, C9 LED lights, which are lifespan is, is phenomenal. We have, we very rarely re replace a bulb. And they're, they're cheaper in energy consumption and they're easier to work with. The old uh, light bulbs, it, it would slap together in the wind, so you had to zip tie everything. Otherwise, they'd break. Take putting them up, and taking them down, we, we broke a lot of bulbs. So <laughs> it's a lot, a lot easier to work with, with the new LED stuff. It's the, uh, it's it looks like a ballet when you guys are decorating these trees. Uh, a ballet in the sky with the two um, cranes that go up there. Oh yeah. There's yeah. such coordination with these guys, and they got it down. They do it, they do it in two days, and they, they set everything up and get it done. And I, sometimes like this year, I didn't even make it down there to watch them. I had other stuff going on and. And next thing I know, they were done. Day and a half, they, they had it finished. They were on to something else. So, There's a really special decoration at the very top of the tree, and it's a star, much like regular Christmas trees would have. So what's the story on the star? Because there's something hanging actually on one of the, one of the points of it. It's one of the ninja turtles. It's like a little plastic ninja turtle that one of our senior utility arborists found. And I'm not sure if he found it in the parking lot or where it was at, but I, he zip-tied it to the star the first year. And every, ever since, he retired and passed away soon right after he retired, which is sad. His name was John Schiff. He'd been with the city for over 20 years. So the guys just thought, well, let's just leave it on there. So they make sure that the zip tie is in good shape. And they, so it's kind of a, yeah, kind of a memorial to John. So he was with the city for quite a few years. So It's a beautiful tribute. And yeah. you can see it from the street, that little t uh, ninja turtle that's <laughs> hanging off of there. So yeah. I really love seeing that. And who are the entities that you typically work with to make this all possible? Well, the main one would be Sarah Pacific Industries in Anderson. They donate the tree from their properties up near Viola and Shingletown. Every year they donate a tree, and uh, which we couldn't do, obviously couldn't do it without uh, without them. The other two entities that are the most important would be Hedrick Logging, which hauls the tree for us. They've been doing it for over 20 years. And the other entity that I've used since I've been here for 21 years would be uh, Duracrane out of Anderson. And they load the tree for us and come down and set it in the hole here on Yuba Street. So those three are the main entities right there. Caltrans, that's a challenge. We have to get a permit from them through Sacramento, their office, and if we don't get a permit from them, the CHP will not let you haul a tree down 44, so that's pretty important. So Caltrans is Caltrans is pretty important too, obviously. And then CHP gives it an official yes. escort. Yes, and they're very strict about the width of the tree and the height and everything, so they make sure that we don't that, we, that we're not too wide or too tall. So we measure everything and tie the limbs back before we leave. So yeah, CHP is very important. And they we, we have our own pilot car, but they're in front of us, so yeah. I was talking to Hendrick Logging. He said that they've volunteered all of their time whenever they, they drive this, this yeah. tree too. Yep. That's really special. Yeah. There's a lot of partnerships that happen behind the scenes to make this tradition special. For 104 years, we're excited that it's going to continue, yep. and we're excited for everybody to experience it this year, and thank you to Sierra Pacific, Hedrick Logging, Dura Crane, CHP, Caltrans, and especially Reading Electric Utility for lighting up our downtown Reading. You're welcome. Oh, and thank you to the city of Reading, too. <laughs> What's been your favorite part every single year of lighting this tree? Uh, it's probably everything. Going up and picking the trees out, uh, cutting it, that's always fun, depending on the weather. When you're at snow, that was a, that was a little rough. 
Uh, it snowed all day. It was about a foot of snow. The crane spent, we didn't get down from the off of the mountain until 2 or 3 in the afternoon, getting everybody got stuck and everything. So uh, cutting the trees fun because you're up, up by Mount, Mount Lassen. It's beautiful up there, and uh, this year was perfect. And, yeah, lighting the trees fun than seeing the tree lit. It's pretty cool, a lot of excitement. So And more people, the better. So, you know, you can feel it. You can feel the electricity down there. So, What do you hope people experience this year when they when you light the tree? Yeah. I like the lights is the best part of Christmas for me is, is the lights. I think that's my favorite part of Christmas. I think that's fitting for Reading Electric. Oh, yeah. I just, I just like the lights. Unless they're too overdue. I like a little, I like subtle. That's why we, we, we just put, I think there's close to 2,000 lights on the tree, and it's, it's just, just right. With a, We used to put these heavy metal globes, but they were just extra work. And if you, and plus they're a, a hazard. You got something 70 feet in the air, the metal globe that weighs two or three pounds of brakes in a storm or something and somebody's walking by it's so we'd have to barricade that whole area off if we we just we couldn't use them because it's just too time consuming plus it would sag the limbs and everything else so you don't use those anymore just the lights and that's it and the star this uh this new tree location pretty much in its original location is special it's on the intersection of market and yuba street and right in front of the cascade theater which is now lit up uh, Thursdays through Sundays, regardless if a show is playing. Hmm. Uh, and recently, the Umbrella Alley uh, temporary art infrastructure just got lighting, too. So it is a well-lit alley. Uh, we're excited to see everyone over at the Christmas tree lighting, which will be December 1st at 7 p.m. in downtown Reading at Market Street. This year is our third year of partnering with Cool April Nights and the Shasta Classics Car Club. They'll be parking their cars at 3 o'clock, and at 5 o'clock, you'll get to see lighted classic cars. And the Enterprise High School Victorian Carolers will be joining us once again oh, good. under the tree. And they're going to be bringing their band this year. So everything is always weather-dependent, but the tree will light, rain or shine. <laughs> and I think it's going to be beautiful weather. And Jim, we just want to say thank you so much for all of your years of service to this tree lighting and the work that you do year-round. Yeah, thank you. I look forward to it. Yep. Jim, thank you so much, and we'll see you at the tree lighting. All right, we'll see you there. Thank you. Christmas is coming. The snowflakes will be falling. It's the most wonderful time of...